You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 278 of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bailey Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Mr. Swaby? It's going good, and it's a pleasure to be here on this fine Sunday. How are you, Rich? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I've had a very busy week. Uh, I'll speak a little bit about that later, but um, yes, also very glad to be here. Getting ready for Christmas as it's not really that much long now until, until that, that holiday comes. So, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, we're also joined. Up on us. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not up on us, and this year pretty much flew by. So, um, I can only imagine how much faster everything else is going to pass by. So, we'll see. Uh, we're also joined by Mr. Edward Velasquez. How's it going, Edward? What's going on? I'm coming to you live from my job. I'm like in a little office right now, hiding out. I'm trying to be consistent on the co-op, you know. I want to give the listeners an unbiased opinion, you know. Oh, I, I know exactly what you mean, but I, I say this with all due respect: do not get yourself fired, because uh, <laughs> yeah, that that that, that w- w- the coalition will not be held responsible for any uh, anything that happens at, at that job. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. So, uh, how how are the Microsoft offices today? Uh, it's cool, man. It's just green everywhere. Cool. Yeah. Money, money, green, green for money because they made a lot of money on uh, Game Pass and Xbox Live this year. So, <laughs> all right. So, there, they, of course, as, as everybody knows, it wasn't too much news that happened this week. But uh, we are going to talk about a few things. But before we get into that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So, uh, Edward, I'm going to go to you first. How about you let us know what you've been playing? All right. There's two things I've been playing. I'm going to get the smaller one out the way real quick. I haven't played much of it, but I tried out that Fortune Island for Forza Horizon 4. Um, And pretty much what they added was cars and pretty much an entire new island to race around and you know i've spent like three hours on it and i like i love forza horizon 4 so i'm gonna probably get back into it like i've poured at least 60 something hours from what i last checked on that game so i've definitely been playing it um but that dlc is pretty cool i mean you like i said you have a new island you have a bunch of new races um like they really have a lot of content within that dlc um a whole new area the weather effects in that area are crazy like you get thunderstorms and lightning strikes and uh you get to see the northern lights and all types of shit you know forza is a beautiful game so i mean they kind of continue that with this one like everything about fortune island is gorgeous and i mean it's kind of a no-brainer if you like forza horizon you're gonna like this dlc like they're at, they added a bunch of stuff that 
a Forza fan would enjoy. It sounds good. I, I definitely need to get into that. I've only really downloaded that because uh, I was away on a little quick trip. But uh, yeah, I definitely got to play that. <laughs> Check it out, man. That's good. And then uh, finally, the last, the next game I've been playing pretty much for what two months now trying to beat it <clears throat> and i finally beat it uh red dead redemption 2 and i guess i've been i was on the podcast last week and i kind of mentioned like oh man i'm waiting for this shit to end already like you know i kind of got to that point with red dead uh i don't know how many hours i've spent on that game but i spent a lot so at that point i was just ready like okay man i just want to get to it get to it well, I finally beat it, uh, the final chapter, that is. I have not done the epilogue. I've done one uh, mission in the epilogue. But for the people who have beaten Red Dead Redemption, they would agree that I pretty much beat the game, like the main story. Uh, well, as far as, uh, damn, never mind. But yeah, I've beat the main story. And the ending to this game has affected me emotionally like i can't give away spoilers i told gary that we should probably do like a spoiler free red dead redemption discussion we could probably get somebody i don't know who else beat the game but i would invite them to come talk to us about it because there's a lot to dive into as far as this ending like i haven't enjoyed an ending for a game uh since probably bioshock infinite like this one has left me like just thinking about it and and after i beat it you know you kind of forget uh everything that happens in a story uh of this magnitude where you know i don't know how many playthroughs i had with red dead to you know finally complete it but it's a lot and sometimes you might miss out on stuff um so I did. I watched the recap video on YouTube, you know, just trying to recap everything. And to be honest, I really don't recall much of the story in um, in Red Dead Redemption One. I just remember like you know that ending scene, but I didn't remember all of the details. Like I didn't know. I literally forgot that uh, Dutch was in Red Dead Redemption One. And I forgot that, you know, a couple other characters in Red Dead 2 are in Red Dead 1. Um, so I kind of recapped on it. I recapped on, a, a, like, the Red Dead Redemption 2 story. And, like, I guess now that I have, a, like, a full understanding, full understanding of, you know, all of Red Dead, um, like, it just hit harder with me. And there's a particular scene where Arthur Morgan is talking to a a nun that like really like made me feel some type of way emotionally i'm not gonna lie like i don't get emotional in games i wasn't crying like no bitch but you know i was like damn like i don't want this game to go down the road that it was headed but it did but um but yeah i don't know i really enjoyed that ending yeah i feel what you're saying like um, and like playing like because I beat the game too this week and um, it made me want to go and look at what happened in the first Red Dead Redemption because I forgot a lot of it too 
Um, I didn't even fully beat that game, but I know what happened at the end of, uh, you know, the first Red Dead Redemption. But I don't remember a lot of the characters who appeared in that game. So I didn't remember that Dutch was in it and, you know, other people from Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, so I definitely want to go back and um, look at that story, you know, in depth just to see, um, you know, the the links to all of the, this story that's being told. Um, in Red Dead Redemption 2. But, um, There's, well, I was looking at the at the final scene in Red Dead Redemption 1 with Dutch, and there's like lines that he says in that game that are kind of reused in Red Dead Redemption 2. And it just kind of made me like realize the scope of like, you know, Rockstar. Like, I feel like if you take this game, if you take just Red Dead Redemption 2 and you just like play it, you'll like it. But like, I think you have to take into consideration like the world that they built, like this interconnected world between Red Dead Redemption 1 and Red Dead Redemption 2. And it just kind of made it grander in scope for me, at least like like they brought this off together, like they uh, weave the story in together so beautifully. And yeah, I don't know. My praise is going to Rockstar like. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Well, uh, allow me to say, you know, I know that neither you or Gary uh, are paid by Rockstar, but you have certainly convinced me I need to hurry up and finish this game. So, uh, I, I agree there should be a spoiler discussion uh, in, in 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 the future. Um, maybe maybe we can definitely make that happen. I do know that. Um, Tony Polanco has said that this is his game of the generation, so he may be an excellent person to have on that show as well. Because, um, yeah, I mean, but 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 pretty much, I definitely definitely need to get back to that. So, thank you for describing the emotional impact it left on you, because uh, it just makes me know I, I definitely need to make some time to finish this game, and I don't really think I'm that far away from finishing it, but I still got a, a ways to go. Yeah, so I'm, I I'm gonna like... go ahead. I was just gonna say um, I'm gonna expand on my thoughts more when you get to what I've been playing. But I will say, Rich, you, this is one of the games that you should beat, like in my opinion. Oh, whoa! So more, 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 more than God of War, you would say yeah. I should beat. Yeah, more than God of War. Okay, okay, all right. It's gonna Sounds be Overwatch to DLC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Overwatch two. <laughs> Yes. No, but just uh, real quickly, just to, I guess, finish my piece on Red Dead. The only thing I was going to say was that if the Coalition was that Red Dead gang, I would be Arthur Morgan, and Swift would probably be uh, John Marston or something. No, I'm I'm Arthur because I'm, I'm sick, man. I'm the sick one, so I'm Oh, yeah, you be coughing and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no telling how much time you got left. Yeah. It's the truth. My bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, then I'd be fucking... I don't know what. Does that mean Rich is Dutch? Oh, no, nah. it can't be. So, 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 something bad will happen to Dutch also. I, you know, Rich, I, 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 Rich I could be Charles. Well, if nothing bad happens to Charles, then maybe. Nah, he's uncle. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be anybody except except, except for for Kieran. I do not want to be that character at all. So, yeah. No, we got a Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, cool. Sounds good. So I'm gonna go to you next, Gary. How about you let us know what you have been playing? Yeah. Um. So surprise, surprise. I've actually been playing quite a few things this week. Um. Some of them by way of our friend. Carl E. Banks, because, you know, I went to visit him yesterday. But, um, yeah, so Overwatch, we already know. I've been playing that. Um, the, the Winter Wonderland event launched, which is the Christmas event, and there's a bunch of new skins and, you know, new uh, emoticons and things like that. So, uh, if you're into Overwatch and you haven't played for a while, now is the time to get back into it and get all the new skins and stuff. Uh, interestingly, the Lucio skin is, it looks a bit like Sonic the Hedgehog. If you look at it, you know, in detail, like it looks like they're, they were kind of going for that Sonic the Hedgehog look. So that's, that's quite funny. But yeah, um, besides that, uh, I'll get to Red Dead. So I, I beat Red Dead Redemption 2. And like Ed, you know, I, it was a very touching ending, um, for me. And I very much enjoyed it. Um, and you know i found myself like like when i got to a certain point in the game i was like wow what's gonna happen you know like uh and we do need to have that spoiler discussion because it's it's hard for me to really explain it without you know um giving giving up too much detail but yeah once you get to a certain point it really starts to feel very serious and um you're you're wondering how things are going to turn out um and I think it was handled really, really well. Now, um, after you beat the game and you see like the, you know, the, the the ending for the main character play out, it goes into an epilogue where you're controlling John Marston. Now we know John Marston is, you know, the uh, the main character in the first Red Dead Redemption, so it's kind of setting up the first Red Dead Redemption. Um, and I understand why they did the epilogue, but I will say this, that epilogue dragged on way too long. Like, it's it's just, like, I don't understand, because, and it brings down the pace of the game, too, because you're doing all this epic stuff towards the end of the main story with Arthur. Um, you know, you're doing all these, like, epic shootouts and, you know, things like that, and then you go into the epilogue, and you're basically doing farm work again like you're doing fishing you're scooping up like uh you know animal crap and you know you're just doing like different um minuscule missions and stuff like that and it it really throws you off because it's like you've gone on this crazy adventure with arthur and now you're you're playing john master and it's like you're starting the game all over again doing these like small time missions and that goes on for hours too like um it does start to slowly build up um towards the end of the epilogue and the end of the epilogue is relevant to what happens before that point and what happens in the next game um you know which is the first red dead redemption so um so it's you know it's it's worth sticking it out if you want to see that you know final chapter play out but it was way too long it dragged on like way too long and the main game itself is long itself you know so 
um, just the fact that the epilogue was such a drag is, uh, you know, I got to deduct some points for that. But with that being said, I, I'll still say this is the best game I played this year, hands down. So, um, kudos to Rockstar. They did a great job with this. And uh, they, like, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Like, there was a few chapters that kind of uh, were a bit questionable. But um, I haven't enjoyed a game this thoroughly in a long time. So, definitely uh, one of the best games this year, I think, in my opinion. So, so would you go far enough to say it is one of the best games of the generation so far? Um, it's up there. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely up there. I think. Uh, but I, I still say this hasn't been a great generation overall. But it's this game is up there for sure. Um, fair, fair, fair enough. So yeah, I mean, I recommend everyone play that game. You know, it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, and it's way better than the first game in my opinion because I eventually got bored of the first game um, but this game has actually made me more interested in going back to the first game because it was that good so um, yeah definitely worth checking out uh, now on to some other things I played so I played one of Rich's favorite games which is WWE 2K19 oh, oh hell no don't tell me that you put yourself through that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, like I said, you know, there was a, a, a meetup at Carl Ebanks' house yesterday with me, Carl, Ramiz. You know, we were exchanging gifts and everything. Uh, Carl's son was there too, so we all played um, a few rounds of Royal Rumble and uh, we did a TLC match as well. Um, and, you know, if, if you're playing the game like that in, you know, like a party setting with some friends and you're just having fun, it is a fun game but i will say that there is it's very buggy there was a lot of bugs in the game um at one particular time uh one of the cpu characters was trying to throw out rams who was playing as big show and he just got stuck in the ropes and he couldn't do anything like he just completely glitched out like and like the the other characters were trying to hit him but they couldn't hit him so he was just stuck on the ropes like and yeah he was just completely glitched he couldn't do anything um and then eventually the entire game crashed and we was on like the report screen where you can send like a report of the crash or whatever and you know we typed in trash game and we sent the report um so, <laughs> so yeah it's on ps4 yeah this is the ps4 version uh, well, okay, yep, that, it, it, that might be the issue because I haven't had the crashing happen on Xbox, but uh, I'm not trying to start nothing. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Oh, you're you're definitely starting something. <laughs> but yeah, um, so if if you are interested in this game, um, be be wary of those bugs. But you know, um, if you're just not taking it too seriously and you're just having fun with friends, then you can definitely have some fun uh, with the game. So. Uh, that's cool. I wouldn't buy it though, but yeah, um, it's cool. Uh, mm, but uh, you should stop calling him Carl Ebanks because his name is Carl Daniel. Well, he he changed his name, but I mean, yeah, Carl Daniel. You can you can call him that. <laughs> What's he running away from? Yeah, my yeah. name is my name. That's what Marlo said. <laughs> Shouts to the Wire, the best TV show. But um, I also played. 
arguably one of the other game of the year choices even though it came out later um super smash bros ultimate i played that yesterday um for a long time actually because you know remise and carl uh, they this is their favorite game they wouldn't get off it so you know i had to i had to play even though i didn't know half the characters but yeah um we played that and it's actually really fun like i i finally understand the appeal of the game now like um i was terrible at it but um you know i did my best uh just trying to compete with Carl and um you know Carl Ramiz and Mikai um I did my best you know I, I tried to vary the characters I played as and everything uh one thing I like about the game is how you unlock new characters because um even if you're just playing like a versus mode against each other you'll randomly get challenged by one of the other characters you can you can unlock and then if you beat them you unlock that character so I like that no matter what mode you're playing, you can unlock all the characters because there are a lot of characters in the game. So it's cool that, you know, it just keeps throwing the option to unlock uh, all the characters at you. Um, and, you know, the game is crazy, so sometimes it's hard to follow what's actually going on. But um, to, to a trained eye, to a trained Smash player, you know, I'm sure you're used to everything by now. Um, it probably feels familiar to previous Smash games. But, um, yeah, I mean, as someone who's kind of a Smash noob, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I was just hoping that we would unlock Cloud, because, you know, that's, like, the only character I like in that game. Um, that's but... the only character you'd know in that game. True. Yeah, that that might be true. Now, I, I know all the uh, the Pokemons and... Um, Sonic. Yeah, Sonic, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a few cool characters in there. Um, but, yeah, really good game. Um, and I'm impressed with the Switch. Like, I, I might I really might have to buy one. Like, I know I said it before, but it might be time for me to get one soon. I don't think so. you should. <laughs> Why not? Don't fall into it, bro. Just don't fall into it. Because it sounds like a good idea right now, but I guarantee you, once you have it, you won't play it. Maybe, but there are a lot of like JRPGs that I like on that. Well, 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 well here's a question, Gary. Nate, what are five games that you would, would want to play on the Switch? If you can't answer that question, then we know okay. you probably shouldn't get this. Five games? Okay, um, I don't know if I can name five, but let me try. So, uh, Pokemon is one. Um, Fire Emblem, I want to play that. Smash Bros, I'll probably get that. That's three. Uh, Shimigami Tensei, which is a JRPG. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm lost after that. So that's four at least. I don't really hear any first party games in there other than yeah, Fire Emblem. Yeah, 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 I didn't hear no, no Zelda, no Mario either. I'm, so, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a Zelda or a Mario fan, I admit it. <laughs> Damn. I don't. I don't care about Mario and Zelda and Metroid and all that stuff. I'm sorry. Uh oh. Nah, that's all right. Neither do I. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Smash was fun though. Um, I don't know if it's like fun to play on your own, but playing it with four people, well, with four of us there, was a pretty, pretty awesome experience. So. How was it seeing all of that? On a three thousand dollar four K TV. 
Uh-oh. It, it was dope. I mean, it was a big screen, so you know you could. Were the blacks blacker? Yeah. Cool. The blacks were blacker. <laughs> but yeah, Smash was cool. Um, and also, uh, this morning I managed to now with Red Dead out the way, you know, I can finally move on to other games. Um, and I decided to finally get into Spider-Man. So. I played the the very first. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's if it's a chapter, but like uh, basically the first boss, which which is Kingpin. Um, so I played that whole first sequence of the game, and I can I can say to you guys already that this is definitely not a game of the year candidate for me. <laughs> um, I mean, it seems like a cool Spider-Man game. Like for a Spider-Man game, it definitely seems cool, but when you're putting it up against other games, I don't think it's the same level of quality. Uh, the graphics weren't as sharp as, say, a Red Dead Redemption, you know, or a God of War. Um, and also, um, I don't know if it's because I'm still, you know, learning. I'm still in that learning phase, but the combat didn't feel fluid to me. Uh, maybe I still just have to learn all the combos and stuff, but. It just, I don't know, something fell off to me. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, in terms of it just being a Spider-Man game, it seems fun. Um, it was it was fun swinging around New York and everything. But uh, when you, you know, when you uh, put it up against a game like Red Dead, like coming straight off of a game like that, I can already tell that this isn't the same level of quality as that game. But um, it's it seems like it's going to be a fun game regardless, so. We'll see how I feel once I get into it more. I actually abandoned Spider-Man because uh, Red Dead came out. And I was, like, I swear, like, near the end of that game. So I'm going to go back to it and just beat it, I guess. But I kind of did rob myself of, like, you know, because I spent so much time away. I really don't even remember how, what the story was. The story um, so far, it, it seems like it's going to be a pretty standard Spider-Man story. It's very standard. And you mentioned the bosses. And now that I'm thinking about it or trying to re- recollect my, you know, uh, memory on that game. I don't think there was uh, too many boss battles in this game. Am I right, Rich? I, the only ones I remember are uh, Kingpin and Scorpion. Uh, I'm not sure how far you are in the game, but uh, no, there actually are uh, quite a number of boss battles uh, in the game uh, because you have to also fight Mister Mister Negative. Yeah, um, yeah, him, yeah. And then, of course, you know, we, we, the, the, there was another boss later in the game that obviously um, they didn't really want to reveal that information, so I'm not going to reveal it either since Gary hasn't even gotten that far yet. You're talking about the but, final boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, then, yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I did uh, Mr. Negative already. Yeah, and, 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 and of course, the, the video they showed at E3 uh, before the game came out a while back, when they showed Spider-Man and then all those villains, you know, you saw, uh, like you said, Scorpion, we saw uh, Shocker. Well, it's a couple of different people that they showed. So, yeah, you do fight a couple of bosses, but um, overall, uh, it's 
as 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 you both have said, you feel the feel feel as though the story is is standard. Uh, however, uh, I, I am going to say this, uh, and, I, and I say this not as someone who is uh, working for Insomniac Games. I, 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 with all due respect, I, I still have to say this is the best Spider-Man game that I have ever played, and that is in, in because of the quality of the story, the quality of all the other stuff, and of course, it sets up what's going to happen in the next game. So, um. Yeah, it is it is still an excellent game. Well, what, what but, uh, you said just there, what you said about it setting up another game, that's one thing I didn't like about God of War. So, I mean, I don't know if that's <laughs> going to be a good thing for me personally. Well, yeah, yeah, that 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 is a point where that you will criticize. Uh, but I will say that even though it sets sets up stuff, um, the whole way that it's handled. Some of that stuff is a little bit different than it was in the comics. In, in particular, one character in particular that will be in the next game, the way they handle that character and, and who that character actually is, that's going to be very interesting for the sequel. Um, but but yeah, I understand what you said about the setting up can be a point of contention. And, uh, and of course, the whole thing with Miles Morales being in the game, um, that obviously is also... Uh, a, a look into the future of the series. So, yeah, they. I, I think that they. I think uh, they definitely could have done more with that. But um, we'll have to see what the plan is moving forward. But with that said, it is a great game. I have to say the combat is is awesome. So you you you're probably er- you are early in the game now, but the combat is to me was one of the best things about the game besides the story. Because as you get into you know you start to unlock other things you can do with the. Uh, different suits and the different gadgets you can use, the combat really goes to another level when you add that stuff. Did you hear the machine? Uh-oh. Yeah. Why is it? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I didn't know my mic. Oh. Gary is Gary oh, yeah. over here washing his uh, PlayStation underwear. <laughs> no, yeah. my machine was going crazy, but yeah, my bad. Oh, but, uh, you good. Uh, I mean, since I guess maybe Gary can answer this, but I know for sure, uh, Rich, you can answer this, and I can answer this. Yeah. But I guess, uh, you know, you were kind of comparing, not comparing it, but you were like, oh, you know, it's kind of hard to go from Red Dead. So let's put Spider-Man against Batman, you know? Like, it's, it's I feel like that's an even playing field. Mm-hmm. What, you know, which one did you, do you think is better, or which one do you like better, like? Obviously, Arkham, you know, is aged not what like as good because you know it's an older game. But just try to remember in that time, uh, based on you know this time of Spider-Man. Is that to me? Well, to both of us, I guess. So you want to go first, Gary? I, I already know what my answer is. Um, I mean, you know, I haven't played that much of Spider-Man yet, but uh, based on first impressions. That first Arkham game was incredible when I played that, so I, I would put that above this for sure. So yeah. far, uh, and and I and I agree a hundred and twenty percent with that because the Arkham game, I know that it, like you said, it might not have aged well, but that first game is a classic. I, every time I play that game, I go back to when they had that battle with Scarecrow, and the whole sequence where you're walking down the hallway and having the hallucinations. That that was just on another level for me because I, I I still remember that 
to, to this day when I think about that game, the Scarecrow boss encounters were just crazy. So, yeah, I, I would say if I had to compare that to Spider Man, I definitely enjoyed that a hell of a lot more than Spider Man. No doubt. I think about a lot it. of that is due to like Joker because Joker is pretty popular. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Although um, I do think in that first Arkham game that that Joker battle was just a little too like it's a t- little too anticlimactic. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, like uh, I didn't like that final boss fight on Arkham. Yeah, yeah, because I mean the whole game is is building up to whenever you encounter him, but then when it happens, it's a little disappointing. But that really was the only criticism I had. The game from from beginning. To the from that part, uh, you know, all the way to the beginning, the game was just solid. I had a, no issues with it whatsoever. Uh, but then when it got to that final battle, yeah, that was a little bit of a drawback. Um, but yeah, still, I think that was a better, a far better game. And of course, obviously, when it comes to the combat, I'm pretty sure Insomniac did their research on what they did with Arkham because that combat is feels similar, although it has other things in it that. Kind of makes it a little bit different, but they definitely was inspired by Arkham Combat. There's no no doubt about that. Yeah, I agree because um, you know the way you use your spidey sense and dodge things like that's completely Arkham right there. Um, mm-hmm. With how you dodge stuff, um, and you know, I will say um, I don't want to completely bash the game. Like being like when I first got to swing through the city of Spider Man and everything that felt very refreshing because there hasn't really been a you know a, a really good spider-man game since spider-man the movie 2 like that the one on ps2 um so you know being able to do all that again felt great so i can tell that this is probably this is definitely going to be the best spider-man game but in terms of comparing it to everything else i don't think it's going to be doing uh anything new you know in particular but um, but we'll see, we'll see how I feel. Yeah, I think that's a totally fair, uh, fair, fair, fair points that you made all across the board, and um, I look forward to hearing what you will say later. But I will tell you now, you will definitely be disappointed in some stuff. That that is a guarantee, <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. Um. But yeah, compared to everything else that came out this year, I I, I I totally understand why why people are saying Red Dead Redemption is definitely up there. That is probably the, the game of the year, if and it's right there with God of War. But I haven't finished God of War, so I don't really uh, I don't really have too much I can say on that quite yet. But um, I definitely need to finish Red Dead ASAP. You do, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was everything. That's all I've been playing. Okay, cool. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna be brief with with mines because I can't really say too much on what I did, what I have been playing. Um, let me just go to a few quick things I have played. Uh, yeah, Mutant Year Zero. I'm still playing through that. I actually am about to complete that, so I'll have a review for that this week. Uh, once again, like I said, if, if you have Game Pass, you definitely should check this game out if you are an XCOM fan, you like strategy type type of games. Uh, I had a very good conversation with a colleague uh, the other day on the trip that I was on, which I'm going to go get into in a little bit. But he was telling me that, you know, there's another game that he, he, was, he was getting confused on the name of because it has mutant in it. Um, and he, of course, he was talking about the game Biomutant. 
that game right there is that game right there is fantastic. I, I can't wait to play that. You know, obviously it didn't come out this year because the, the devs needed more time to work on it. So that'll be the game that, that comes out next year, and it's going to be something that everybody's going to be talking about. But um, with that said, this is this is along the same lines of that, where it's the anamorphic characters. But um, it does have some issues. You know, it, like I said, the last time I spoke about this game, it adds because I'm deeper in the game now. It still has issues with certain things requiring polish. And then there are certain times when you're listening to like an audio sequence where the audio just cuts out. Just, you know, it's only for a second. But, you know, I do think that this game, it probably needed a little bit more polish in certain areas. I don't know if this is an issue that is specific to the uh, console version because I haven't played it on PC. But um, with that said, it still is a fun game. You know, if you like XCOM and you really have a desire to play something that is like XCOM, then you should check it out. And again, if you have Game Pass already, you have no excuse not to because pretty much it's free as long as you have that, sub that sub sub subscription. So it's definitely worth checking out, I would say, in those regards. Um, and moving on to the other game that I did play, and I can only really say that I've played this game, and that is The Division 2. I want to give a shout out to Ubisoft and uh, Red Storm Studio because they actually flew me out to um, North Carolina to actually play the game this past week. Um, and I do have a lot to say on the game, but I cannot really talk about too much about it because it is under in a really strict embargo. You know, I will talk about it in the future. You'll know when everything is, is going to go live. But I will say this, um, the experience of going to an event like E3, uh, where there are just so many games, you have to cover so many different conventions, you have to uh, attend so many different presentations, it gets a little crowded. You know, obviously, you go, to, you go to E3, you'll have your favorites, stuff like that that you do remember, and then there's other stuff you think that you really don't remember. But going to an event like E3 and then going to something like this, where it is just focused on one specific game. And everything about that experience to me is just a lot more important and a lot more intimate. Because again, going in going into this, I already knew I was just gonna I was gonna learn more about the division two, which I did. But it was just more so focused on that. And I didn't have to worry about, well, now I gotta go to this other appointment. This no, it was focused specifically on that. And then getting a chance to meet the devs learn about what they're doing with the game i really appreciated that and i think that that experience is something that um we definitely hopefully we do get more opportunities like that in the future to just focus on one specific game and whether it's a preview event so on and so forth because then you can learn so much more about the development process about what went into the game and then what makes the game special and stand out so as I said, I can't really talk too much about the game at the moment. I will say that the preview event was fantastic. Um, and definitely look forward to my thoughts in the future. But yeah, once again, got to give a shout out to Ubisoft because I had an excellent time. It was great. And of course, you know, I saw our colleague Tony Polanco was at the event. A whole bunch of, of our other friends in the industry that was also at this event. So it was great to see everybody in. I look forward to being able to talk a, lo a lot more about the Division 2 uh, in the future. Yeah, I look forward to uh, to playing that game, and hopefully it will be way better than the first one in terms of content. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, looking forward to that. But, um, stay tuned. I will be able to talk about it in the future. Hopefully not too, too much longer, but we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, I think that concludes what we have been playing for this week. So, um, as I mentioned before, we, we do have a couple of news topics here we want to get into. Uh, the first topic, not really a topic that I don't think everybody's going to have a lot to say on. I, I wanted to add this topic because this news actually happened while I was at the event. And then when I found out about it, I was very interested. To, to, you know, I'm glad that, that this decision was made. But, of course, I'm talking about the news that uh, Metro Exodus, the release date has moved from February 22nd to a week earlier. And now the game is coming out February 15th. Now, obviously, if you if you if February 4th, if February 22nd sounds familiar, it should because that is the day that Anthem was supposed to be coming out. Uh, and Anthem still is on track to come out on that date. You know, EA hasn't delayed anything, but Metro Exodus they already finished. You know, it's already gone gold, so their decision to push it back, I think, it was a wise decision. Um, However, uh, you know, you know, initially I thought this was a wise decision, and I still do think it's a good decision. But then I took a look at February 15th, and there are about five or six other games coming out on this exact same day. So, just to give some context, and then I'll get you and Ed's opinion. On February 15th, we have Metro Exodus, which I mentioned. Now we also have Jump Force. We have Far Cry New Dawn, Dead or Alive 6. And of course, Ed's most anticipated game of 2019, Crackdown 3. So, uh, with that said, you know, their decision to move this game to February 15th instead of the same day as Anthem, do you guys think that was a wise decision or do you think uh, they should have just left it on the 22nd? Uh, I mean, that is a pretty stacked day, but um, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this will be one of the more played games that come out that day. Yeah, I I, 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 I think so as well. Because I go back to when they revealed it at the Microsoft event. And I, the, the instant reaction before we knew it was Metro, they were like, man, this game looks fantastic. So, hopefully you are right in that regard, and it is played the most on that day. I mean, I know... Our very good friend Max Muller did a preview about this from E3 earlier this year, and we had a discussion, and the concern was that, why is this game coming out the exact same day as Anthem? So I'm glad for the sake of Anthem, because I actually want Anthem to be a good game, and I actually want this game to also get some attention. So I'm glad that it's getting moved, but we'll ultimately see what happens in terms of uh, a, a lot of people actually wanting to play it around that time. Yeah, I mean, I've never, uh, I never beat the first two, but I played some of the first one, and it's a very atmospheric game. Um, and this game seems pretty cool in terms of like, because um, I know it's outside now, whereas yeah. the other ones were more, you know, focused on being inside. You were more sheltered and everything. And um, I like the uh, amount of detail they put into the environment in this one. So uh, that seems, you know, interesting in itself, the environment and stuff. So um, I'll be, I mean, I, I'm not going to promise I'll play it right away when it comes out, but I'll be listening to the reception of what people say. And if people say it's a game you should play, then I'll probably give it a chance eventually. 
absolutely. Uh, and Ed, do you have any thoughts, or are you good? He don't care. I mean, he don't care about Metro Exodus. I'm surprised he didn't defend Crackdown Three. So I will remember that 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 that, that comment later, or the lack of a comment rather. <laughs> All right. So as I said, that was a quick topic I wanted to mention. Let's move on to the next topic. Uh, and you know a little bit more about this, Gary, so I'm going to hand the mic over to you about the uh, SNES and NES Classic News. Yeah, so basically, uh, Reggie Fizame, he uh, came out and said that once the current stock on the, uh, the SNES Mini and the NES Mini run out, that's it. Like, you know, you're, you're stuck after that. Like, so they, they won't be manufacturing anymore. Um, of course, they had initial shortages when these systems first came out, but then they manufactured more of them. And, you know, I've been seeing them on Amazon and other uh, retail outlets for the past few months now. And there's been a few times where I hovered over it, you know, thinking, oh, should I buy this? Because, you know, it's, it's not that much money, really. But um, I wish I would have bought them at that time. But um, now they've kind of bumped the price up a little more than it was back then. Uh, and you know, I, I, I'm kind of interested in getting them, but at the same time, I could live without them because there are, you know, ways to play those games. Um, uh, I don't want to say too much, but yeah, um, there's, you know, <laughs> there's ways to relive these games, um, if you really want to, but at the same time, it would be soldier cool. game, exactly. Yeah, soldier game. That's what I was, that's what I was alluding to. Um, but yeah, uh, it would at the same time it would be cool to just have a mini version of these classic systems. Uh, you know, other other companies have tried to create a mini version of their consoles, but it didn't work out as well, in my opinion. Um, but these are pretty respectable. So if you want one, this this might be the last chance to get one this holiday. So I would definitely encourage everyone to go out and try and get one if you can. Uh, and and I, I have to ask the question: Was this uh, was this an endorsement for Nintendo? Meaning that Nintendo was paying you to say this stuff, or is this just your own personal opinion? No, it's my it's my <laughs> personal opinion because um, that like even though I never you know I was never a big Nintendo guy back when these systems were on the market, um, I actually did own an NES, contrary to popular belief. You know, that was like the very, it, it got handed down to me, but it was like the first system I, I officially owned was the NES, but I only had like two games on it. So, you know, um, but uh, the, the SNES, you know, these like these systems have classics on them. So they are part of history. So, you know, whether I was a, a big Nintendo head or not back then, these are a part of gaming history. So it's, it's a pretty cool thing to have you know so everyone should you know if you want it go get it that's, that's all i'm saying oh yeah absolutely um i think uh it, yeah this system will definitely be sold out if it isn't already uh sold out uh, again by you know over the next couple of days i'm pretty sure it will be uh even though i i, I am a fan of, of nes and, and snes um I don't really think that I have the time, 
nor the extra money to actually pick up either of these or the interest. You know, with that said, because I, I don't have a problem with, with, uh, retro gaming. It makes me think about my past, but there are just so many games that I need to finish from this generation, let alone from last year, you know, that I, that I need to finish and I actually want to finish. You know, I still want to finish God of War. I still want to finish Red Dead Redemption. So I have to use my time accordingly. So, um, I, I am happy for those that actually want to pick up either of these consoles. Uh, because they definitely are guaranteed to get it, but um, I have to pass on that for now, personally. So, uh, Ed, how about you? Are you gonna are you gonna pick up uh, the uh, SNES or NES Classic? Nope. Probably already has it. <laughs> yeah, he isn't picking this up. He was just making fun of. He was making fun of you because he said it. Can you repeat your question? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I asked, are you going to pick up the SNES or, or NES Classic? I actually, well, I personally didn't buy the SNES Classic when my brother purchased one. Uh, we played it one time. Uh oh. We played it one time. That's the day he brought it home, and then we never ever played it again. Me personally, my opinion on retro gaming is just like leave that shit in the past. <laughs> like music and gaming it's just different like a song you know you can listen to some old 90s hip hop and it's cool um, but like with gaming you can't really do that it's more time consuming or at least you can but like you're also gonna miss out you either miss out on the future or the present uh, or uh, or you're just playing old ass games over and over again and like my, my, uh, I guess my fascination with retro games or remakes or anything ended a long time ago. It actually ended with uh, the remake of uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time. Oh yeah. I remember, I remember when it came out to Xbox Live, it looked cool. And I played it with, uh, at the time I played it with uh, Anthony Frazier. And it just wasn't what it was, man. It wasn't what it used to be. It didn't give me that feeling. It didn't remind me of anything. It was just like, whoa, that that game was that short? Like, because when I played it as a kid, you know, everything seems like a long game and everything. But, like, nowadays, I just don't want to play retro games. Like, for what? Look at what it did to Shenmue. Like, oh, yeah. Shenmue... I love the Shenmue in 2001, <laughs> but last uh, this year, actually, it came out this year. Dude, when I played it, I think I was on this podcast or some podcast, and I was trashing Shenmue. <laughs> like, it, this yep. remake or this, this re-release reminded me, or it didn't even remind me, because, but it made me realize, actually, it opened my eyes to how shit Shenmue was. And Shenmue, before August, when that came out again, I would have told you that's one of my favorite games of all time. And it probably still is. But, man, this remake, it made me realize just how bad that game is. There's times where I could... You literally... I think me and Gary had agreed. There's times in this game where you can't really do anything. 
Like, yeah. there's really nothing to do. You have to go back home and sleep just to, you know, be able to carry on with your, uh, with I guess, story. Mission, yeah, with the narrative. But it was just bad. And, like, that's kind of what these retro games do for me. It just remind, It just opens my eyes and makes me realize, hey, that game you love, it's actually shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just not into retro gaming at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what he's saying uh, about that, you know, and uh, I mean, there are certain times when I like to relive certain retro games like Streets of Rage and things like that. But I understand what he's saying, like certain games belong in the past when you played them, like they they belong as a memory, you know, like a, a, a treasured memory kind of thing. Now, one of the biggest problems I have with the PlayStation Classic is a lot of those playstation games are terrible to go back to now because that was when 3d was just kicking into gear and you know it was the whole polygon phase and the controls were not great in a, a lot of those games so going back to those games now is going to be a struggle um it's easier to go back to the nes and you know snes and sega genesis because it's just 2d graphics the controls weren't that bad but dealing with early 3d games like it's gonna seem so dated so there are certain games and experiences that belong in the past so i i can agree with that <laughs> sounds good yeah you kind of just made me realize or like see a counter argument for my original argument because you mentioned playstation classic and you're right, I've seen the list of those games. And I never personally owned a PlayStation 1. But those games that are on that mini PlayStation are all fucking garbage. All of whoa, them. Whoa. Every single one of them is garbage. Um, but that's not that's not my point. I'm not hating. But my point was, I think Crash Bandicoot is on there too. And I know that they did a remake of Crash Bandicoot. Like an HD and I kind of want to play it because I never played Crash Bandicoot before and I heard it's actually good but yeah I guess my main gripe with just retro games is, is certain games or it's just I don't know I, I can't really think of too many remakes or HD remasters that I've been a fan of but I don't know I feel like Crash Bandicoot I should give it a try just because that game looks like it. They really, they really like remade it. You know. Yeah, I mean, there are certain games like that that are cool to revisit. Like, there's there's certain standout games. Like the first Metal Gear Solid, I would go back to that. Um, Final Fantasy VII, I go back to that all the time. Um, so there are certain ones that you know you go back to and they still kind of hold up today. Um, and especially if they remaster them too, that, you know, obviously that makes it more um, playable for today. But Yeah, I feel like yeah. there's, yeah, I mean, just to make it clear, like, probably the newer, like, the ones that are, the games that are maybe a generation or two generations behind, I don't mind. Like a Shadow of Colossus remake, I actually want to play that um, because I've never actually played that game. But it's, it's just always been on my to-do list. I just never got around to it, but uh, but yeah, I feel like that's the type of remake or remaster I would like, because I saw a rumor recently, and I don't know if it was fake or not, but it said something about somebody was 
uh, remaking Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 or something like that. And I was just like, why? Like, I don't Like, who the fuck wants to play Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 today? <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, they, they'll get they'll get somebody to uh, pick that up. Guaranteed. Well, yeah, it's because they always profit on like you know nostalgia. There's always money in nostalgia. Yeah. Especially coming from Nintendo, those guys will resell you games you bought five times already. Like, is... I don't want to turn into a Nintendo basher, but. I think Nintendo is one of the worst companies. <laughs> they literally rip you. They literally rip off gamers, and because of the fandom of Nintendo, like people are just so blind to see it. And it, I don't know, man. It should not be a war between Xbox and Sony. I think everybody should be against. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's one thing I will say about this uh, whole NES thing. They could make more if they wanted to. Like, it's not. I'm sure it's not that cost effective. It's basically a Raspberry Pi that they're using. Um, so they they could easily make more if they wanted to. I think they just want to create that artificial demand so people go out and buy it this holiday because they want those sales. So um, I think that's really what this is. So, but still, you know. If you want them, go get them. Yeah, and they they have Smash Brothers, so they they got they got they got a lot. They'll they'll, they'll they will be making a lot of money this holiday season, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Smash Brothers DLC. Yep, that's coming. That's uh yeah, I can't wait to see who these other characters are that they announce. Yeah, I want my man from uh Persona Five. I want to play him. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll get him, but I want to know who are these other characters. In the same pack. <laughs> we'll Banjo see. and Kazooie. It's possible. We'll see. But uh, before we move on to the next topic, I just wanted to touch on this very quickly because it relates to retro and uh, Nintendo somewhat. Um, yeah. So there was a poster that was dropped in our group chat earlier this week, like around Monday or Tuesday or something. Uh, I believe I was at work or traveling to work at the time, but I saw a very curious poster put into our group chat by Ramiz Quadri, and <laughs> I saw the outline of uh, a certain Sonic the Hedgehog, and I was like, what the hell is this? Is this fan art or something? Um, and then it was later revealed <laughs> that they're making a live a live action Sonic movie. So Richard, what, what's the deal with this? Like, why is this happening? Well, I well, I, I honestly don't know why it's happening, but I I will definitely tell people um check out the uh the show that I will, will be doing with 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 with, with uh, Dana later today because I'm pretty sure she knows a little bit more about this than I do. All, all I know is that I, I saw the reactions online and it's very mixed receptions. Of course, some some bad you know a lot of, a lot of negative thoughts about it because people are asking why are they making a live action Sonic uh, movie. Um, but, you know, obviously they have a lot more that they have to show. You know, the movie is not coming out until November of next year, so I'm pretty sure we'll get a chance to see a lot more of this before it actually hits, but, uh, I think we all know that, um, when it comes to movies based on video games, 
this is always, almost always a losing battle because I can't think of, I can't think of too many movies that did work great. The first Mortal Kombat, you could say that was an excellent, uh, that was that was pretty good. But I can't think of too many other movies out here that they've done a great job making the transition from a video game uh, to actual movie. So I don't know what to think about this uh, Sonic thing quite yet. Um, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, so, but Gary, uh, Gary and Ed, you guys are gonna pick up uh, day one tickets to see this, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm completely not interested. Um, I, I wanted to ask you guys, like, is this the new wave now? Because I saw the Detective Pikachu movie, the trailer, and yeah. you know, Ryan Reynolds seems like he's doing a good job in that. So, do you think that they saw that film and, and wanted to make one for Sonic or something? Like, is, is this the new wave that we're gonna see? With uh, I don't to that question personally, I don't think so because a movie takes like time, so. I'm pretty sure this was already in development at the yeah. same time that Detective Pikachu was. But I can definitely see more uh, video game movies being made uh, with this type of style. Because uh, Detective Pikachu actually looked cool from to me, at least in the trailers. Like, it yeah. kind of won me over. Like, uh, I was interested. I was like, okay, that seems like a cool, like, mix of what you should do with a Pokemon movie. Yeah. But Sonic, I don't know, man. Sonic is, man, yeah, man, niggas is gonna hate me, man. Sonic is overrated as fuck. <laughs> it always I mean, has me. Nah, I, I won't say always. Like Sonic One and Sonic Two, they and are still, it. they are still some of the best games ever made, hands down. And that is it. Two games. I mean, some people would argue Sonic 3 as well, but I never played it that much, so I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, if anything, it's only Sonic 2 that people remember. I mean, but they're, those, they're, they're classics, though. They're cemented in history. Now, I will say that they've ruined Sonic's legacy a little bit. So, you know, I can see your point there, but he... The, the Sonic brand has produced some classics. I mean, you could even say Sonic Adventure One and Two on Dreamcast. You know, they were they were pretty good too. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there there are some classics, but I do agree that they're they're doing more bad than good now with the Sonic character. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's time for an intervention of sorts. Uh, well, I mean, the Sonic Mania game did very well last year, so that, that you know, stuff like this, and then the fact that Sonic is still making appearances in these Mario games every every so often, I think that's, some of that stuff is, is helping to keep the brand, and I'm pretty sure that that influenced their decision when they decided to make this movie. They saw how the reception was of the Sonic Mania game and all this other stuff, and I'm pretty sure all of that played a factor into the decision to, now, well, let's just do everything Sonic. But um, I will say this. Oh no, I, I, I just say this real quickly. Yeah, uh, carry on. The movie still will do well because we have a lot of examples of movies that we have seen that we thought were going to be garbage that have made a ton of uh, money at the box office. So I do believe that even if the movie is ultimately going to turn out to be uh, bad to us, it's still going to make a ton of money at the box office. So 
I would is not that... be so sure about that. You don't think so? I'm not saying like no, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be like, oh, I guarantee it. No, this movie has the potential to flop. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Detective yeah. Pikachu will not flop. I'll tell you that. That's going to be uh, like a, a good... It's going to make money. That's what I'll say. Yeah. But Sonic, I don't know, man. Is it like... Do you know anything about this movie? Is it a mixture of like live action with... Uh, See, see, that's the thing. I, I, I don't know all that information. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I mean, Dana knows more than I know about the, this particular movie, I believe. So I will have to ask her. I, I, I will say that the movie, what it does have going for itself is it is going to be coming out around Thanksgiving holiday. So I know a lot of people are going to definitely take their kids to see this movie because during the holiday season, there's always these movies that come out and do it ridiculously well at the box office. I know Wreck-It Ralph, that, 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 that movie came out not too long ago and that made a ton of money. So it, it's, it yeah, that's Wreck-It Ralph. Oh yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. And, and Sonic was in that movie also. See? So you, so yeah, it's, it's, we have to wait and see how, how it does. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna keep it real, man. Like the Sonic brand took a hit because uh, you know you know how uh, you know Jay Z and Nas were beefing, and then you know they squashed the beef, and then Jay Z signed Nas to like his management label and all this stuff. That's basically what happened to Sonic. Like it was always Sonic versus Mario, and then you know um, now we see Sonic on Nintendo platforms and in Super Smash Bros. <laughs> You know, like the, the the brand took a hit, man. You can't recover from that. I agree. Well, well, hey, we'll see. So, so you know, we'll have to revisit re- revisit this discussion a year from now, and, and when, when both of you guys will say, you know what, man, that Sonic movie was fire. No. And, uh, <laughs> the movie. I know the movie. Uh, Gary is waiting for his monster. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. He's with ready him. to see. You ready to see Ti in Monster Hunter? Is he in that? Yup. Are you serious? Yup. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe he, maybe he thought that this was Takers Two that he signed up for and not Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, um, I'm I'm good on all video game movies. Um, I don't count Pokemon, the Pikachu one, as a video game movie because Pokemon is a separate entity itself. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm good on all video game movies. Like moving forward, because after what happened with Assassin's Creed and Tomb Raider, I'm I'm good. Yeah, Assassin's Creed was just a complete uh, disaster. Uh, I want and- a Red Dead Redemption movie. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. So I could cry. Yeah, it's going to take it. That, well, that movie happens, it's probably going to take another six or seven years for Rockstar to make that movie. Like it did to make this game. So we'll see. Oh, the, the only movie that will work in this kind of style is Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that, that might happen. Because since, since uh, they have decided that they're not going to create a. Um, any type of campaign for Overwatch, they can definitely put their their uh, money towards a movie. So yeah, that definitely happened. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, it'll be trash like the Warcraft movies. Uh oh, oh, well, hopefully, 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 that's not true. There was actually people who liked that movie though, but I, I never nah, saw it. it wasn't, so. it wasn't good. I went to see that shit in theaters. Oh, I never seen it, so I can't. For free though. That's interesting. We'll see. Okay. Um. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Uh. Let's move on to the next topic. This one probably not going to last that long because I don't really think anyone in here really cares about this, you know, because I, I know Gary still hasn't played The Walking Dead uh, season two or season three. So he, he probably definitely don't care about this. Uh, <laughs> so uh, The Walking Dead final season episode three finally has a release date. Uh, you know, it is now going to be released, I believe, on January 15th. Uh, right now, the team working on it uh, is the same team that was involved working alongside Telltale Games, uh, Skybound Games. Uh, so they, I, I do believe that they did reach out to the people who were working on episode these episodes beforehand with Telltale and brought them back on to continue and finish off the episode. So I just wanted to ask you guys. Are you still looking forward to this now that, you know, Telltale is now defunct and the, you know, this series is pretty much over? Are you still anticipating finding out how Clementine's story ends or do you not even care about it anymore since all the stuff that happened with Telltale? Um, I don't care. (laughs) 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 Uh, I left off at, uh, season two like well I, I completed season two of walking dead and even then like it just wasn't as good as the first season yeah with uh that other dude i don't know what his name was again you talking about lee lee everett yeah lee there you go yeah just after that it was like i feel like that could have been done for me especially with all those uh little mini episode things that they did with the 400 days and I just it just kind of took me out of walking dead with all that stuff <laughs> like you know and it's kind of their fault it's kind of tell tough spot like I can't be blamed for it like they kind of flooded the market with with not only walking dead but with their games in general like I don't think that was a smart idea I don't know that's the way I look at things no. Well, there they definitely are some games they should not have worked on or should have just said, well, nah, we're going to pass on this. Such as the uh, Game of Thrones game, perhaps. Because I haven't yeah. heard too many positive things about that game. Well, how about you, Gary? I mean, you enjoyed it, right? No, I, I hated the Game of Thrones one, to be honest. <laughs> I have it. I have it. And I only played the first episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. But, um... Yeah. With regards to Walking Dead, like, um, first season, classic, you know, I'm sure we all agree. Um, second season, I didn't like so much. The third season, though, got me back into it. Like, it made me care about Clementine again and, you know, the other characters, um, that were involved in that season. So that, you know, that third season really is what reignited my interest, um, now with this new season this final season that they were working on um so the first episode came out and this was before we knew what was going on with telltale um and i was 
I, I almost bought that first episode, but I didn't. I, I held out on it because I was, you know, uh, I was doing a lot of other things at that time. Um, so I told myself when the second episode comes out, that's when I'm going to just go ahead and buy it. Um, the second episode came out and shortly after is when the, the news broke about Telltale. So, you know, at that point, I was just like, you know what? There's no point buying it because I don't know what's going to happen. So my stance right now on it is um, is I will wait until the, the, the story is complete. You know, if they manage to complete it, then I will consider buying it then based on feedback from, you know, everyone else. Um, and then, you know, hopefully I'll be able to finally finish the story at that point. But as of now, I am, you know, not interested in buying that season until it's complete. So, um that's my stance on it and i will say that you know because ed said uh you know they flooded the market or whatever and and it got saturated i agree that eventually it got saturated but for a small period of time there was like a wave where telltale games were like a breath of fresh air and like they like they were the wave like they were what i wanted to play at that point in time um so I will say that, you know, because there was a time where things were getting stagnant, like we were, we were in the Call of Duty era, where it was just Call of Duty games every year, Assassin's Creed every year, there was no innovation, um, and these games were definitely a breath of fresh air, you know, Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, and then, um, you know, some more games came after that as well, um, and, you know, in that era, like, Telltale were, like, one of the best studios to me at that point in time so um but yeah eventually they got stale and they wasn't uh they didn't innovate they didn't improve the engine or any of those things and you know i guess that's kind of what led to their demise so yeah uh yeah you know you're you're pretty much right uh and i just want to say uh since you brought it up Man, it just every time you mention Wolf Among Us, I'm so disappointed we're not gonna get another season of that. Because I I enjoyed that series probably more than Walking Dead. Well, it's like right neck and neck with that. So unfortunately, uh, that is the case. But um, it is what it is at this point. Um, and and as for what you said about Walking Dead season three, I agree 100. percent Season three was actually really good. Uh, I like the new characters they introduced. Um, and of course, that they brought back Clementine, but they had her in a supportive role instead. But again, after all that happened with Telltale, um, yeah, it's just, it's rather unfortunate what happened with them. But um, I understand why people may not be quite as interested in what's going to happen moving forward with these other episodes. But uh, as someone who has purchased the season pass, I absolutely intend to find out how the story concludes so i i don't um i mean i think it'll be ridiculous not to uh but uh yeah only only because i've already played the first two episodes but um we'll see how everything pans out for those that 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 are looking forward to episode three though yes they'll be glad to know it's coming next month so that's something that they can prepare themselves for so we'll give them that at the very least but um any final thoughts before we move on to uh our final topic of today. Uh, nah. Alright, so... This final topic, Gary, is something that, um... 
I definitely, I, I, this is something that I, I, I'm glad you brought this, because I believe this is this is a story that you just saw today. So um, I want you to introduce this because I know a little bit about what's been going on with Discord. You know, there are quite a number of games coming to that service. So feel free to start off this topic and let us know what's going to happen with Discord and how this might become a bigger bigger deal moving forward. Uh, yeah, th- this uh, story is definitely very timely because um, I just introduced one of our friends to Discord, uh, Ramiz. So um, it's quite cool to see that uh, now there's some major news concerning them. So basically, um, earlier this year, you know, a few months back, um, Discord actually, uh, o- like, they opened up their app so that you could actually buy games on the PC now. For those who don't know, Discord is a communications app that, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's a little like Skype where you can, you know, you can chat to people, connect to people um, and, you know, you can build your own servers on there and manage your servers and, you know, you can be in different servers at once. Um, so there's a lot of like communities on there. Uh, it's really geared towards gamers because... Um, if you're using the app on PC, it can track which games you're playing um, and your friends can see what games you're playing and, you know, you can create communities around which games you're playing and things like that. So uh, it's a really good uh, communications tool. You can use it on mobile as well. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, so earlier this year, they actually made it so that you could purchase games on Discord. Um now for the most part it's a lot of indie games because you know it depends on the publisher um you know discord you know they don't go out and to to strike any deals in particular or well they didn't initially they just made made it open so that if you were a studio or a publisher you could choose to publish your game through discord and then you know that would be like another revenue stream like another storefront basically um so yeah they they launched that feature a few months ago um and you can buy games on discord um so now you know uh recently there was actually some news that epic games is making their own store as well um where where third-party studios could upload games um and they're basically they they basically did this for fortnite because they wanted like a storefront where they could sell uh fortnite stuff but then they also thought we'll open it up so publishers can publish their games here too so you know epic games is doing the same thing now but discord uh is doing something incredible where you know they're offering uh a 90 to 10 revenue split now what this means is that they would only take 10 percent of the revenue and the publisher would get 90 percent revenue from publishing their games on discord now in when you compare that to something like steam steam takes the 30 percent of revenue so if you publish your game on steam somebody buys it steam is taking 30 percent of of that revenue um for listing it on their service so the fact that discord is only taking 10 is a big deal and it shows that they want to be competitive, they want to be aggressive, and they want to disrupt Steam and other, uh, you know, storefronts and digital distribution services. 
that sell games on PC. So this is very interesting because uh, Discord, you know, they've 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 got like millions of users now uh, because it's been the the growing communications tool for the past few years. Like more and more people are getting Discord all the time. It's becoming like the default thing. Um, they have Slack, of course, but Slack is more for professionals in work, whereas, you know, Discord is more of the casual app that you use, you know, to connect with friends and gamers and things like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, Discord is quickly becoming one of the biggest communications tools in the world, and they have millions of users already, and now they're offering games on their platform and you know to, to entice publishers they're only taking 10% now this is a big deal in business like if you're an indie game studio or uh, indie game developer or publisher this really is a big deal because it means you're going to make a ton of money um, publishing your games on discord and you're you're putting your game in front of tons of eyeballs at the same time because um, even though Steam probably has like the bigger uh, the the bigger number of people actively buying games, um, there are people who play games on Steam. You know that the, the the games that they've bought on Steam, they'll play they'll play them on Steam, but they'll also use Discord to communicate. So those same people using Steam are also using Discord. So, like, you know, this is basically, it basically opens up the perfect opportunity for Discord to eat Steam's market share. So, uh, this is a dangerous game for Steam um, that, you know, Discord is playing. And it seems like they're directly trying to compete with them and disrupt them. So, I wanted to, you know, basically shed some light on that. And I wanted to ask you guys if, I mean, I know you guys aren't, you know, heavy on PC. You aren't PC gamers yet um i i will make pc gamers or both of you someday but um i wanted to ask you guys you know if you if you think that there is going to be a world where steam isn't the dominant uh pc platform to buy games like what do you think discord will be successful at this so uh that was the question i wanted to you know raise and discussion i wanted to have so what do you think, Rich? Yeah, I was gonna ask if Ed had it had anything he wanted to say to go first, but uh, I'll go ahead and say a few things. Hold on, I'll go. Okay, go ahead. I don't know anything, <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'll make you care one day, but yeah, okay. So, 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 hit. So, my my thoughts on this, I actually do care about this uh i'm in the market right now for a new computer my my mac is officially it is officially finished and over with so i definitely am going to get a pc within the first quarter of 2019 um i you know every every time we normally get an opportunity to review or preview certain games that are on pc we are unable to do that because we don't have a pc that you know, properly run stuff. So I, I definitely am going to get a new PC. I know anyone that has ever been following the coalitions since I joined the site in 2009, they're going to be like, this guy has been saying since day one 
he's going to get a game of PC. But it will finally happen. It will finally happen in the first quarter of 2019. Now, with that said, I do care about this news. Uh, to answer your question specifically, do I think that there will ever be a, a situation in which Steam will not be the number one? I absolutely, positively don't think that that will ever happen because I know that Steam has been around for a very long time. Um, I do find it interesting that Discord is starting to get some of these opportunities because I, I have heard of a, of more of a, quite quite a, quite a number of games that were launching on Discord and the fact that they want me to post this type of news on the website and stuff like that. So I, I do know Discord has a lot of things in the works, and I'm very curious to see what happens uh, moving forward in 2019. I do believe that they definitely can definitely come in and disrupt the market to the point where they're actually pulling in a lot, a lot of money off of this. Um, but I do think that ultimately... Will, will they ever overtake the steam? I don't think that that's possible. I don't think it, you know, and, and the thing is, is that while they may not overtake steam, I do think that they may put some pressure on steam to do more stuff for the people that actually use that, 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 that service. And what, what I basically mean is I know they already have steam sales. That's totally fine. But valve has made it very clear that they actually are going to get back into publishing their own games and also working with other companies. So I can see them easily, you know, whether that whether or not this game actually comes out. They can they can announce that a, a new Left 4 Dead is in development and they, it is launching on Steam exclusively and make that an incentive for those that want to get on Steam or are already using Steam to stay on there. So, you know, I do believe that they may from a business standpoint, see Discord as competition and say, well, we have to do different things to try and keep people on using Steam. So we can just announce a game it's coming out, Steam. People who you who buy on Steam, they have some type of exclusive access or some 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 type of feature that makes it valuable to them. But uh, I definitely think the Steam, they're going to find other ways to remain competitive. Um but yeah, th this is great for Discord because, I mean, I know that I've seen a lot of people in these chats. I mean, we've been invited to several chats. Uh, this has been going on for at least, I want to say, the last two years. We've been invited to several chats in several Discord groups. There are a lot of people that do podcasts that actually have uh, Discord channels for, for everybody, all of their followers to join in and, and interact with them as well. So it, this is an awesome thing for Discord, I think, without a doubt. But I'm curious to see um, how successful this will be and whether or not it's going to be an issue for Steam. But ultimately, I don't think it's going to be an issue with Steam, but it definitely can encourage them to do more for, for people who are already using uh, Steam right now. So we'll have to see how, how everything turns out with that. Yeah, and um, one of the other things that's going to give discord an advantage is for years one of the biggest complaints about steam has been its communications and its chat systems like because they're not great <laughs> i mean they, they do exist but they could be way better and they haven't really updated the system that much for a while like they've done little uh visual tweaks and things but they haven't 
uh, they haven't updated it as much as they could have. But Discord is now, you know, because of because they slacked on that end, um, Discord is now the go-to communication source for gamers on PC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's opened up a whole entire, uh, you know, uh, direct line from Discord to Steam's customers. So now they, they already have Steam's customers' ears. All they have to do now is say, hey, come over here to buy your games instead. You know, and if they get some big publishers on board, because we know how greedy these big publishers are. Like, you know, the, the, uh, well, EA has their own platform, so they probably won't play. But um, let's say Ubisoft or... Uh, uh who else um uh see it, it, it this is where it gets complicated because a lot of the big publishers also have their own clients as well like ubisoft has uplay ea has origin um bethesda has their own bethesda client so things are weird now things are getting weird on pc where you know everyone is having their own uh storefront where they sell games so that's what's getting weird but um but steam is still the number one place and i feel like uh there's room for discord to quickly become that number two place to buy games um and if they get into that space it's going to be very profitable for them even though they're only taking 10 percent of the revenue um it's it's going to be like a big deal you know and also you gotta ask yourself where Microsoft fits into this because for the longest time they've been trying to compete with Steam and become more visible as um, a place to buy games on Windows because Windows is their system you know like it's their operating system Um, Mm -hmm. and you know I, I think for years Microsoft has secretly been kind of salty that they're not the go to place <laughs> to buy games. So <laughs> so yeah, I mean I I feel like they've been um they've been working hard to build the Xbox brand up to where it's it's gonna become a respectable place to buy games on PC. So we have to ask ourselves where they fit into this and you know, maybe they would even consider purchasing Discord or something like that would solve the problem for them. Uh, do you think something like that is likely to happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's very that's very that's very likely. I mean I mean uh yeah. You know, I I, I you know, Microsoft, as you said before, they they, they probably was, was salty about that. Um I think with Microsoft what they're doing with Game Pass right now is, uh, I mean, that has a lot of potential to, to grow. And I know that this is a service that they want on everything. So I don't really know to what extent they're, they're going to do with Game Pass. I guess we'll learn more about that in the future. But um, I just think right now um, there definitely are a lot of opportunities out here that can be taken advantage of by, 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 by virtually anybody. And I didn't, I wasn't really aware that Steam, they had issues with the communication and that was one of the biggest complaints with Steam. So I would say, well, yeah, Discord definitely has an advantage now. And um, yeah, I'm very curious to see which I mean, the thing is even if it's just an indie game, indie indie devs that decide to publish their game on Discord as, you know, a timed exclusive or whatever, 
if it's a big indie title that blows up, then that right there, that's all it takes. You know, because we know that with these indie games, they're not all going to be uh, fantastic games. But there is the, the likelihood of one of those games blowing up. That that just that that would just basically be a huge thing for Discord. So all it takes is for it to be a quality title um, that could just come out of nowhere and surprise everybody, and then all of a sudden Discord will definitely get all the benefits of that. So I'm curious to see how that plays out for them. But you know what they do offer devs, that right there is going to be an unbeatable offer for anybody that wants to publish their game on there. So got to see how that. Uh, turns out, but I, I will say 2019 is going to be very interesting for Discord. Yeah, indeed. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of uh, this dis- discussion is um, hypothetical and what we think will happen, but we just got to wait and see. But um, this, you know, this news definitely shows uh, what Discord is planning to do. Um, <laughs> they, they want to compete, so... It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Oh yeah, and and, and 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 people and people like Ed who said they don't care, they would they may be forced to use Discord in the future as a result. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I'm, I'm converting everyone. Like you know, in 2019, you and Ed are gonna have PCs, You're gonna be on Discord. It's gonna happen. Man. Oh yeah, trash cord. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Interesting. So, uh, any final thoughts on this topic or anything else before we get ready to wrap up today's show? Uh, no, nothing else from me. Um, Ed, was there anything, anything else going on in the streets that you wanted to talk about? Guess not. Nope. Nothing else. So, on that note... Just want to give a quick programming note for those. Uh, we are going to be doing another show. Uh, I, we're going to mainly be talking about uh, our best games of 2018, and we'll, we'll maybe go into detail with a few titles we're looking forward to in 2019. So you can stay tuned for that show. I want to say it, 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 that'll probably be next week, but that'll that's going to definitely be the last show of of the year. Uh, and then, of course, we'll talk about when we'll be back because, uh, of course, Christmas break. We're going to take a, a little quick break during the holidays, as we do every year. But um, next week, we'll definitely have that show. So stay tuned for that. We're probably going to record that on Friday. I'm not sure if it's going to be Friday or Sunday yet. But we will let you know on our social media platforms exactly when that's going to go down. And we are going to have a few people on that show. So definitely stay tuned for that because... Uh, you know, we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about in terms of uh, the games that stood out the most this year. And I actually have a couple of games that uh, I, I definitely think are going to be very interesting when I do mention them. Because I haven't really spoken too much about these games as my game of the year contenders. But uh, yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. But um, in the meantime, we thank you all for listening to today's show. Um, if you are going to be doing any Christmas shopping this week... Definitely take your time. Try not to wait till the last minute. And uh, also remember that uh, the gift, you know, the gift, gifts gifts are cool, but it's not all just about gifts. You know, the holiday is supposed to be the opportune time to spend your time with family and stuff like that. So 
remember that that's important also. It's not always just about the gifts. But, um, yeah, we'll speak more on that later. But uh, as for the final shout-outs, uh, Ed, do you have any final shout-outs that you would like to give? Um, just get yourself an Xbox, that's it. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I'm, and I'm sure that Microsoft already has the, the check in the mail to you for that for that statement. So, yes, well, I mean they're, they're giving him his check today because he's at work right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Once again, I want to give a shout out to Ubisoft. Um. Special thanks to everybody you know that I met over there, as well as the colleagues that I have that I, that I work with in this industry. It's a great, great, great event to be a part of, and I look forward to talking about that in the future. I want to give a shout out to uh, a few our Patreon supporters, as always. Anybody that was watching the show live today, I did see Miguel in the chat, so I want to give him a shout out. But if you're watching live or later, we appreciate your continued support. And uh, Gary, the floor is now yours for uh, shout outs. Yeah, so I want to shout out a few Patreon people. Francisco Aguilar. Oh, oh. And Fergus Mills. And um, I don't know who else. Yeah, well, thanks for, uh, you know, saying uh, Mauricio Aguilar's name because I always mess that up, apparently. Oh, yeah, Mauricio, (laughs) not Francisco. (laughs) Oh, whoa, uh uh-oh. Ouch. Yeah, so um, there's M. Collins, there's Mauricio Aguilar. Tim Dill, Fergus Mills, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gorety. So a uh, big thanks to all those people for their continued support. Uh, big shout out to Randy Ledet Jr. Yeah, Randy Ledet Jr. too. You know, he uh one of the founders of the site. He put the money into the site and everything. So uh, always a huge shout out to him. Um, and you know big shouts to Miguel for joining us in the chat and participating in the conversation um, and Victor Alistine too you know he was there um, shout yeah. out to Dana <laughs> yeah shouts to Dana I like that I like that movie podcast for real though that entertaining that's good yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's excellent yeah and I, I believe they're going to record a, another episode of that in a couple hours or something so yeah that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might not, maybe not a couple hours, but it is gonna happen soon. Yeah, like real soon. Cool. Shout out to TLC. Yeah, we we, we will be watching that tonight. So I won't. <laughs> Absolutely. But. Yeah, that, that, that pretty much concludes our show for today. So thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you all next week. Peace.